episode number 194, Camaro Chief assumes new role at GM. Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. Hey, how's your cold, dude? Oh, I... uh... Oh, man. <laughs> You're better from last week, it sounds. Uh, so much better. So much better. In fact, I was kind of hopped up on, on drug medication. There's a couple things that I, I needed to make a Department of Corrections on about oh. last week's episode. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I was saying, yeah, if anybody's going to be at PRI, let me know. Well, by the time they heard the episode, I was already home from PRI. Oh. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that we were talking about Horsepower Wars 2. I was getting that mixed up with Pony Car Wars, both two different shows of Power Auto Media, but the Pony Car Wars is where the Camaro edged out the Mustang just by a little bit of time when they threw a bunch of money at it. But Horsepower Wars is a big deal and a completely different different show. And it just didn't occur to me until after the show was released. Oh, okay. So in case you're confused, there's the Department of Corrections. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we got some big news to talk about this week, and this, this news kind of yeah. dropped... We would have covered this last week. Unfortunately, we recorded the show a little bit earlier last week because you were going to PRI. That's right. That's right. The yep. day you left for PRI, this news drops kind of, I was I was a little shocked, um, but I understand it. Um, I think Car and Driver broke the news that, um, you know, our, our good buddy and, and Camaro chief Al Oppenheiser has, is assuming a new role and General Motors, and I'm um, going to be in charge of the the EVs, the the electron or the the electric vehicles, um, which right. we know is the future of General Motors. So yeah. I thought about it in two ways. It's like, man, man, we're going to lose Al, but man, electric cars is going to get Al. <laughs> you know, I know it, it's it's kind of bittersweet it to is. a degree. It's- so there was a lot of chatter Friday, you know, when after that was announced. And then Saturday morning, Al released a statement on his Facebook page. I just want to read that because it kind yeah. of hits home with a lot of, a lot of you know, Camaro enthusiasts. And, and we've been through, you know, thick and thin with Al. So here's, here's what Al said. I would like to share this post with everyone from Camaro Nation as well as all my friends and family. It's been very humbling to see the outpouring of well wishes and thanks for everyone on my announcement, I've always considered myself a lucky and blessed man to have been able to do what I have done here for General Motors. Many of you know I have always been a Camaro guy. Way back to my first car, my 70 and a half, many of you have heard my story of being in the very room in March of 2005 when our leadership decided it was time to bring the Camaro back as a concept car at the 2006 North American International Auto Show. I was in charge of the concept vehicles at this time, and we built the legendary running concept car. Since that moment, I have always tried to guide our amazing team to remember what Pete Estes said when they announced the new Camaro back in 1966. Quote, the real mission of the Camaro is to be a close companion to its owner, tailored to be to reflect his or her individual tastes, and at the same time provide exciting personal transportation, end quotes. 
I believe our Camaro team has done that successfully, both the 5th gen and the 6th gen Camaro. I've tra traveled literally around the world for this car and have met so many wonderful Camaro owners whom I refer to as my Camaro family or Camaro nation. You have all taken me, my team, in for a closer look at what you have done with your car to personalize it, to make it your own. That is my favorite moment when we have bonded as a Camaro family. This last week has definitely been an emotional one for me. A lot of ups and downs. I'll spend some time with you over a few laughs, a few tears, rest up over the holidays. But then I'm going back in January in my new role, swinging harder than ever. As far as the Camaro, we aren't done yet. The best performance team in the business has more to show you. And you will see, see it in the near future. <laughs> the best thing you can do is continue to spread the word on what a great car it is. Continue to grow Camaro Nation and continue to support the Camaro team. With regard to my new role, I'm honored and proud that I'm part of GM's vision for the future and my contribution are recognized as necessary to help get there. And forever grateful to our visionary leaders, Mary Barra, Mark Royce, for my opportunities past and future. I am proud to say, hashtag, I work for GM. And, and, and Al posted that, that great picture of him with the ZL1, God. him with his hand raised in the air, and man. Just just like the very ending of The Breakfast Club, too. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if he did that on purpose, <laughs> or if it just came out that way. I know Al's a fan of the 80s, just based on some of the things we've talked about, so oh, he's yeah. got to appreciate that. Mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, what was his name, the, uh, the guy who did that? Who, who no, put John arm? Bender. John, well, the, the actor, character play, name. The act, yeah, the actor who plays, uh, um, Judd Nelson, Judd Nelson, yeah. Judd Nelson, yeah, mm -hmm. which is yeah, that movie is timeless, <laughs> and and so is that picture, and so is this car that they've built. Yeah, I was really shocked when I read this, but then again, when I thought about it logically, I guess it made sense. It makes a lot of sense, uh, and, and in fact, with with everything that's been happening with General Motors over the last couple months and in fact the last couple weeks with the announcements of the plant closures and um, vehicles and, and stuff like this and there it, it it makes sense it, it makes sense um, I'm not gonna post anything I'm not gonna talk about any of the negatives uh, I've, we've seen enough of that that's that, that crap um, yeah we, we need to want to do is, is focus on the positives going forward and this is a huge huge positive this is I think this is a huge like pat on the back of Al saying, "Hey, we need the best." So uh, I I know you're the, you're the best for Camaro, but we got something bigger and better that we need you to move over to. And and I, and I bet it was it was probably mixed emotions for Al. And I and uh, I, <clears throat> I I almost think that maybe they weren't mixed at first. <laughs> I think they were pretty clear at first. Yeah, <laughs> that's just me. That's just you yeah. Know. Um. I, I posted this on his on his on his um, post, my my reaction, and and it was, you know, just a huge congratulations. And I remember, do you remember the first time we were, we met Al? Yeah, I do. It was on it Black was driving Lake. the concept. <laughs> I was in the driver's seat. He was in the passenger seat. You were in the back seat filming, and we're driving around Black Lake. <laughs> in in the Camaro concept, the in actual the silver hand built the summer. Silver the summer of 2006, vehicle. yeah. 
And, and I'm just driving it leisurely. And he turns over and he goes, Chris, are you going to give this thing some gas? <laughs> and I knew, I knew at that point that that was the right guy. That yeah. was the right guy for the, the head of Camaro. And, and it's been a blistering run, you know, ever since then. And I can't believe it's been 12 years, Chris. Can you believe that? Oh my God. That's, Vito that's, was a twinkle in your eye, wasn't he? Yeah, Vito was born in 2007. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was the first time I remember meeting him too. And Al has a presence, you know, even just yeah. when he's sitting in a passenger seat of a car. And I, I think the number that we heard once was it cost $4 million to make that car, but I don't know if that's accurate or not. Yeah. Al would know, yeah. but just, he's just got a presence and you can tell that even though he was in the passenger seat, he was still in control, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, and I got to think that a lot of people think that way of him. It's not intimidating. It's just, he's just there and he's in control and, and things are going to be great under that control. Yeah. So I, I I'm going to miss talking to him about Camaro. Um, I have a feeling he's still going to have his hand in some things. You just have to. I mean, um, the leadership yeah. he has provided for that entire team for all these years. And that's vast knowledge. That is vast knowledge. He's, um, the person who's going to be taking over as chief, uh, Mark Dickens, um, mm-hmm. I, I believe we're in good hands with him. We've yeah. we've dealt with him over the years as well. Yeah, he was on the performance side, I think, for the fifth gen. I believe I remember, that's correct. Yeah, I remember doing interviews with him. I think at the Z twenty eight unveil, and either ZL one or one LE at the track at uh, Gingerman. Right, and um. I think I think uh, I think we're in we're in good shape there. So we we definitely are. And and I'll just leave with this. You know, we've been talking about electric cars for the past year, and as we do more episodes each week, we talk about it a little bit more and a little bit more. I can see one possible future timeline. You know, we're gonna Marty McFly this a little bit. <laughs> one future timeline where Al and Al's team and the Camaro team converge. Mm-hmm. When the sure- Camaro <clears throat> goes electric, it probably will. I can see a point where his team merges or intersects with many other teams. Because if, yep, if, if the electric is, you know, is where we're going, I'm sure he'll have a, a great bunch of volt heads working for him, right? That's right. That's right. Hmm. So tonight, it's uh, we're recording this on Saturday. Tonight, when I'm sitting out in my garage, I'm going to raise the one and only M43 double dry hop that I've been hanging <laughs> on to, to nice. my friend, <clears throat> our friend. Al Oppenheiser. Yeah. He's going to be Best of luck, buddy. Yeah. You're going to do great. You're going to yeah. do awesome. You're going to take no prisoners just like you did with Camaro. And I'm still going to try and get Al in here to do a show because he's got so, so much knowledge about Camaro and moving forward. So I'm, I'm going to try and get him in here. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be, everything's going to be fine. <sighs> just, just like Doc Brown said, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. Yeah. Right. MFA. Oh, boy. We got to move on. Oh, Al did post something about 24 facts of Camaro and Mustang, right? He did. He did. The the, the Camaro and Mustang rivalry. Mm-hmm. This has been going on since since the Camaro came out in 67. So this, this is an cool. article from Fast Muscle Car. Let me, let, me, let me read a couple of these here. Let's see. Under Camaro. The 67 Camaro was developed to compete with the Mustang. Chevrolet Corvair couldn't cut it. So Camaro was developed with some standout engine choices, taking a good portion of the Mustang sales. Uh, let's see. When the Chevrolet Camaro was launched, GM used the first 
mass teleconference system across their dealer network to launch the Camaro. We knew that. Uh, 1982 saw the birth of the Camaro IROC Z. It stood out as the iconic 80s design. 2002 saw the end of Camaro until 2010. What? The late 90s was the quietest period for the Camaro, with the fashion going towards trucks and SUV. Yeah, but it was quietly kicking Mustang's ass at the track. (laughs) 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 Those fourth gen days, man. Yeah, if you guys remember back to the fourth gen days, they weren't exactly quiet. Oh, God, no. Especially when guys had those fatty boom batty pipes on the back. Uh huh. (laughs) Loud mouth and all that kind of stuff. Oh, God. Those were the worst. (sighs) SLP laughed all the way to the bank while everybody else was deaf. Uh Uh, under <clears throat> Mustang, it was the first pony car. Who cares? M- <laughs> the Mustang sold 22,000 models on its first day. A lightweight design and powerful V8 engine were the main draws. If I was to ever own a Mustang in my life, it would be a first-gen Mustang. What? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. No way. Sorry, I'm not a Mustang fan. The Mustang never featured a T-top like the Camaro or Firebird, but stuck to a traditional convertible top throughout the years. Wait a minute, I've seen Mustangs with T-tops. Maybe they're aftermarket (laughs) T-tops. I don't know. Yes, I'm almost positive I have. No. Ah, Keep going, keep going, keep going. The Mustang is a popular movie car. Having been around for 50 years, expected that the Mustang would have shown its face on the big screen at some time, gone 60 seconds, and the remake being one of the most famous. Of course, Transformers being one of the most famous for Camaro, the 2010, where it stood out as Bumblebee. Speaking of Bumblebee, that movie comes out next week, and it's not a Camaro. It's a Volkswagen bug. But, but, before you all piss and moan about... Why did they convert it to a bug? This is actually the movies like before. It's it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a, a when when Bumblebee was first. I don't know a, a yeah. VW bug. And I don't know if they're gonna. I think it's gonna be more of a story. <clears throat> I mean, there's action, but I think it, it just appears from the trailers that there's a little bit more character development. I think. Right. Yeah. In you fact. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, this is going to be the uh, right now. It's um, I think 100 percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and saying that this is probably going to be the best Transformers movie of any of them. Is this a Michael Bay movie? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. I'm sure it is. Let's see. Uh, the most expensive Mustang went for one million dollars in an auction known as the Vicious. The Vicious. The I don't know. There's a lot of history behind both of these pony cars and expected that we can see both these models around for another 50 years. I will link this up in the show notes. You guys can go and um, read this yourself. And There's more facts that we haven't read. I am almost positive that they are incorrect about that T-top part for Mustangs, though. Because according to LMR, late model restoration, they sell restoration parts. Yeah. Uh, 1979 to 1993. T-tops were available on Mustangs. Hmm. Maybe it was done by like SVO or Roush or something like that. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But yeah, I guess there's, I guess it's it's pretty neat. Hmm. Um. So yeah, cool. It's always cool to hear some facts that get lost in the sauce of of uh, of, of of things like that. Yeah. All right. What else we got to talk about here? Or do we got to go into voicemails now? Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's jump into voicemails here. What do we got here? Well, we got we got, email oh, and a voicemail. So why don't you read the email first? 
All right, this comes from Jorge uh, from El Paso. Listens to the Camaro show on iTunes, which you know you Jorge. can listen to it on iTunes. And... So it looks like George. Well, it could be George, Jorge. I'm trying to be dialectalizer. <laughs> anyway, iTunes, you can also listen on Stitcher and Google Play and the whole nine yards. Check out CamaroShow.com for all the ways you can listen to the show. He says, hey, guys, it's time for me to get a used car, and I need help. I was wondering what you would pick, considering each of you have what I want and you have insight into all the cars. Would you pick a Gen 6 2SS, a 5th Gen ZL1, or a C6 Z06? Tell me what you all think. Oh, that's tough. How much money you got to play with? That's always that's always the thing we always ask people. They're We've all in about several, the same realm. We all, several people have, have asked us the same question. They're all in the same price range. You can pick up ZL1s pretty cheap now, man. Fifth gen ZL1s, yeah. No, like in the cheap. 20s. Like in the 20s. What? Oh, yeah, God. Good gravy, man. Oh, yeah. You can probably pick up a fifth gen Z, like a 2012, 2013 ZL1 for less than 25 grand. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, you're probably going to spend what? more around 40 grand for a, for a 2SS, a brand new. Now, I'm talking about brand new. Right, or even like maybe a a program car, like an exec car or something like that. Yeah. Um, what are and C6 then the C6 Z06s, they're holding their value. They're right around the 40,000, 40, 40. depend, you know, 40, 45, sometimes 30s if it's got higher mileage. So if 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 money was equal, let's just say that he can afford it, any one of them, but he wants to get the best value for the money. That's that's that is tough. Personal preference too. I mean, are you? You're obviously messaging us on a, on the Camaro show, so True. I'm guessing you want a Camaro. You don't want a C6 Z06. So I would, if you if you want a Z01, man, you can pick those up pretty cheap now. If you want a used car, if you want a brand new car with well, a warranty that GM will stand behind, even if you race it at the track. Yeah, you want a six gen two SS car. If you want a car, that's um. Good grief, man. I just checked eBay. 2014 ZL1, 9,800 miles, $40,000 or best offer. Damn it. See, I was looking for a ZL, a 5th Gen ZL1 when I bought my Z06, but I couldn't find the right combination. It's okay, yeah. So if you want a factory warranty, no question. There's only one way to get it. Get the Gen 6 2SS. Compared to the 5th Gen ZL1, Yes, the ZL1 may have more power, but the, the 6th gen has more usable power because it's lighter weight. It's a different structure. It's also mm -hmm. technologically more advanced, right? Yeah. But the, Z, the ZL1, the 5th gen ZL1 is an absolute beast. It's, it's, it's a blunt object that, that goes fast, <laughs> but it's also heavy. If you want something that's a scalpel with performance, the Z06 is your ticket. And that's exactly how I would word it, too. The ZL1 is a fifth gen ZL1 is a blunt object that goes really fast. The Z06 is a scalpel that also goes really fast. Now I will say this: after driving my 600 horsepower fifth gen Camaro and driving my 600 horsepower, well, even a little bit more than that, Z06, <laughs> no question, my Z06 that I have today would make my supercharged 2010 Camaro look like a Honda Civic. Wow, it's and that's just. Just with the heads and cam, and that is it. The, it's, it's, it's incredibly so, lighter. It's so light. It's so nimble. It's so balanced. It's it's it's. Doctor Jamie Meyer put it best when I was talking to him about it after I bought it. He said he said it's not like it. He said the C6 Corvette Z06 is like it was built by a different company, hmm. and it is. It just doesn't feel the same at all. 
So it's a tough conundrum. Um, man, if I could do it all over again, as it stands right now, if I could find that 5th Gen ZL1, I still might get it, though. Just because... As we, as we, yeah, as, as the years go by, as the months pass on, those ZL ones are getting cheaper. They're it's more a bad lad. Affordable, yeah. You you buy a twenty fourteen ZL one with no engine for eight eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me Did why. Did they come from California where they're stealing them all? <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have a show on one of that one these times. Um, because I, and this is just incredible to me, incredible to me. And I don't know in your part of the, in your neck of the woods, but out in California there, dude, if you have a fifth gen Camaro, an <laughs> yeah. SS or a ZL1. You don't you, have it anymore. You don't have it anymore. They're stealing them like crazy. And I've been seeing, you know, um, our good buddy, Jason Port over there who lives there. He's afraid to drive his car. Mm-hmm. He parks it in his garage because literally they show videos Every week of basically two people, they pull up, they swap out the ECM like that, they're gone within a minute. Within a minute. It's crazy. It's not happening here. Is it? I'm, I'm guessing Camaros aren't disappearing. I'm thinking the West Coast, they put them on a shipping container, they ship them out, whatever. Yeah. You, know? you know what I mean? They tear them down, sell them for parts. But yeah, that's nuts. Nuts. I couldn't believe that. Good grief, man! You can buy you can buy a twenty eighteen Z a twenty eighteen ZL one with seven hundred and fifteen miles went for forty two thousand dollars on eBay. That's how much I paid for my Corvette <laughs> for a twenty eighteen. Really, twenty eighteen Camaro ZL one, low miles, man, 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 well transmission. <laughs> That's what it says. Wow, dang! Oh, this race car has some experience. <laughs> Driver's side rear quarter panel had to be replaced. We added some burnt orange racing stripes and upgraded the wing. Why buy a Camaro, C-A-M-E-R-O, that looks like all the others? You can drive this one in style. Oh, for God's sake. I have to see this pile. Oh, God. Uh, well, it actually looks pretty good still. It's been rode hard and put away wet, though. <laughs> uh, what do you want to do with the car? Email us back or call us yeah, back and tell George. us. we got to move on. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a voicemail, but uh, first... Here's how you can get a hold of us. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. All right, we have one voicemail, and here it is. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jason. And hey, Al. It's Josh from Lowell. I know Al listens, and I just want to say best of luck with your next endeavors within GM. And if there's anybody that can add some excitement to an electric lineup, we know it's you. Well, thanks for calling in. Josh from Louisville. Right on the money. Right on. Right on. I really want to pick Al's brain. and He probably you know, <laughs> has to be reserved about it. But I really want to know what he really thinks about this. Really? <laughs> like, he really, like, like no holds barred, like, let's get him drunk. Let's get him really drunk. Let's buy, like, a, a pallet of... of of M43 and just sit around with them and just and just keep feeding them beers I think and just he's, wait for them to start. Uh, I think he's professional enough to not do that. <laughs> ah, come on, we're buddies. We go way back. Uh, yeah. Well, cut loose, man. Have some fun. Tell us cut what you know. We won't tell anybody. We won't put it on the show. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you for that voicemail. Short and sweet to the point. Yeah. Which is very yeah. unlike me. 
Um, I know we only got a few minutes left here for the episode, so yeah. tell, tell you me about your no. Tell me about your experiences at PRI. It was pretty cool, man. I drove up there Friday night. Um, met up with Mike and Steve from Full Throttle Speed, who I used to work for and great friends of ours for mm, for gosh many years since my talking about the years going by. <laughs> and uh, you know, fullthrottlespeed.com. Full Check them out if you need intercooler, turbo, fuel injection type stuff. They are the source. Um, had a couple beers with them. Hung out. Um, it was great. Next day, got up, walked over to the PRI show after paying $25 for parking, <laughs> and just roamed around. I ran into uh, some friends of mine, starting with uh, David Shart from Forge Line. Always cool to see every every show, he's got a new wheel out. I remember when Forge Line had like five different wheels, and they've just grown so much. And when I had Forge Lines on my Camaro, I absolutely loved them. I, 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 don't, I can't see me buying any other high-end wheel other than Forge Line. Um, just the just top to bottom, it's great. So I had a good interview with him, which I posted on uh, on uh, YouTube. And then I was walking along, and I saw this 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 dude, <laughs> this dude that I do, and I was trying to hide, but he saw me, so I had to go over and talk to him. You know how that goes, Dennis Pitsenbarger. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Dennis. Oh, good Dennis is just a hoot, man. He's a, he's a good time, and he's a great show host for. God, well, Horsepower Wars, we talked about that earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, what is it? Sticker Shock. He did that. Yeah, you ever yeah. seen Sticker Shock? Yeah, well, yeah. Man, I can't believe he's not doing more shows because he's just a, such a personal guy, and personable guy, and he's a good friend of ours. And I had a nice five-minute rambling and random interview with him <laughs> where he did cut loose to a degree. On Mustang. <laughs> oh, God. It's so funny. It's, it's As soon as I started talking to him, he just started ripping into me. He's like, you know, isn't Mustang a secretary's car? And I'm like, Where is this coming from? <laughs> He's a blast. He is. And then I ran into another good friend of ours, Nitro Dave Vassar oh, from wow. Nitrous Outlet. You want to talk about a company that went from a little shed to an to an empire is Nitrous Outlet, man. Dang, I and, know. Uh, he's got a new he's got a new race truck. Um, they're really advocating boost and juice. Both supercharger and nitrous. And back in the day, that was flirting with disaster. But now, technology and and uh, and timing and and computer, just just all the safeguards that they have in place, you can make sick, sick power safely with both. It's just it's really neat how they're taking that technology there. Uh, had a couple other interviews um, that were pretty cool. Uh, let's see, uh, um, Forge Star is another wheel company. It's um, not not quite on the level of uh, of Forge Line. It's more of like a almost like a budget high end wheel, if you will. Um, they came out with a drag pack, which is really cool looking for that clears big brakes. So I covered a video of that. Had a follow up video with Chris Frank from Frankenstein Engineering. Keep an eye on that guy because they're gonna start really making some serious waves with some of their products. I mean, he used to do top fuel heads and things like that privately, and now he went off and did his own thing and all new all new cylinder head castings. They're not re 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 reman remanufacturing factory castings they have their own cylinder head casting and they're beautiful they're like they're like jewelry and the dude knows his stuff and then i had one more interview i forgot who with uh no i think that was it maybe so they're all on a special uh uh p- playlist in my youtube channel uh chris you'll throw the link in the show yeah. notes if you would please did you see jim I did see Jim. I, I, I was trying to get out of there because I wanted to make it home in time for dinner because <laughs> it was a four-and-a-half-hour drive. Um, but I found Jim. His car that he finally got together, mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. Um, that Cyclone. Yeah, Mercury classic Mercury Cyclone. And if I do the Optima Challenge this year, which I want to when it comes to Bowling Green, 
I will be competing against him. Really? <laughs> We'd be in the same class. But he's you know, not he's us. not he's not driving the car though. Absolutely he's gonna drive the car. Is he why really? He? I thought yeah, he, I wouldn't? thought he had a driver. Oh, I didn't know he was big time. <laughs> I, I thought for one sure of his, he'd be driving it. I thought one of his friends was driving it. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But uh, what's really funny is because people kept coming up and touching his car. And, you know, Jim's uh, an oh. easygoing guy, but he's also very sharp. And he's just, like, talking to me and having a conversation. And then he just leads right into it. He's like, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I still wonder why people just keep touching my car. <laughs> it was funny because when we were at uh, SEMA, uh, we were doing a, a podcast episode with him because he does his own podcast called Marked Men for people right. um, who, uh, who are from Marquette University, his, his yeah. alma mater. And yeah. we're recording. And he's like, and Chris, just let me know if uh, someone behind me right there just touches my car. And <laughs> Yeah, he's just so casual about it. <clears throat> but yeah, it was a beautiful car. As soon as, as soon as I saw him, he, go, Chris, go, he goes, Chris, go sit in my car right, real quick. I want to tell me how that feels. Like, holy cow. How did you find a seat that would fit? Like, cause you know, he's seven one. <laughs> how did you figure out how to, into, but they did. And, and and it was comfortable. It was very comfortable. Yeah. Yep. He's a, he's a great guy. So I yeah. managed to talk to him a little bit. I wanted to talk to him more, but I had to go. So, which is a bummer, but, uh, see anybody else? Uh, I think I ran into a couple other people. Uh, you know, speaking of running into people. I'm, you know what? I'm going to start like a nonprofit organization. People for the logical direction of car shows. <laughs> How you should walk? Yeah. Okay. If you're going to look at something, effing stop, move to the side, and then look at it. Don't just start slowing down and just standing there while people are trying to get around you. You got to know that they're trying to get around you because they're pretty much going when they're walking by. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't help. Or, or, or like you like you said, I think it was last week. People just, they're just walking around. They decide they're going to about face and start going in the other direction when they decide, I don't want to go this way. Yeah. Or they, just... they, they, they clothesline you when you're trying to get around them when they're pointing. Look at that. Bang. And then you run right oh, into their hand. Drives me crazy. So some dude was in like one of those little little scooter things, a hover round or amigos or whatever they're called. Amigos. And you know, he was either lazy or he had a reason to be in it. Either way, it doesn't matter. But he was <laughs> going about one mile a year, and he was zigzagging back and forth, not intentionally. I think he just wasn't sure which way he was going to go, right or left. And so I was trying to just walk around him, and every time I go left, he'd go left, and he couldn't see me because I was behind him, you know. And then finally, I just said. Buddy, which way are you going to go? <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm not quite sure. And I said, okay, well, let me go around to the right so you don't run into me. He's like, oh, okay. I'm like, hint, hint. If you're going slower than everybody else, what do you do on the road? Chris, what do you do? <laughs> when you're slow on the road, you pull over. Keep to the right. Yes. Slower traffic, stay to the right. It's so easy. Do we need to put up pedestrian signs for that inside? No, you know what we need? We need to... You know, oh, you know what we need to do? We need to rent stun guns at the door. <laughs> Bang! Yeah. Hey, get, you can bet your ass that once you see a few people twitching around <clears throat> on the floor, everybody will will be walking accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all want to see stuff, so get out of the way so we can see what we want to see instead of oh. And then the a holes are they must be buddies from a long time ago that just met, met each other again after ten years because they were walking four wide, pretty much as slow as they can, running their mouths to each other. Interesting. A-holes. Learn A-holes. how to walk. A-holes. I'm not bitter. <laughs> All right. There was somebody I, I saw on Facebook. I can't remember who it was. Was it Kevin Morton who posted, uh, 
a copy of your business card at his feet? <laughs> now, one of the things that I know is that when you never want to see a business card of yours on the ground. That means somebody tossed it. Um, but it was in an area that I didn't give out a business card, so I got to think they lost it because I only gave out probably five or six of those particular cards. But yeah, oh. our buddy just happened to be standing there at the dart. Where's yeah, at the dart display, and he saw my card down there. Just happened to be there. A freaking dot. But, the dot, the dodge dot. That didn't last long. No, jeez, that did not last long. So maybe I'm just maybe I'm just impatient. But when you know when I go to a car show, I, there's things I want to see and I can't see it. If people are just like, oh, I just got the whole day to kill and I don't In care who's trying to get around me. I know. Be conscious. Be uh, conscious. Be polite. It's got to be ten times worse at SEMA. How many people come to uh, PRI? Do you know what the what the traffic count is? I would say it would it was probably twenty. 10 to 20% less dense as, as terms of, you know, space versus people. It's it's not very big compared to P, uh, SEMA. Okay. But it is pretty good size and it is definitely growing. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. There were some neat cars there. But it's, it's more about the parts than the cars. Right. And it, and there's zero bling. Zero bling. It's bl- not about... The only way you'll see a spoiler there is if it's actually functional on a drag on a racetrack. A spoiler. Excellent. Spoiler or wing. <laughs> Uh, a splitter, uh, fascia, whatever the hell you want to call it. You, you don't see any any neon. You don't see any slutty models. Well, a few. There's a few. Slutty models. It's well, always cool. It's an industry <clears throat> show, just like uh, SEMA, but it seems like a lot of people. There were okay. There were people with kid strollers there, like newborn baby strollers. So is this open to the public? No. That's the thing. It's, it's an industry-only thing just like SEMA, but hey, let's bring our kid. Hmm. It's not the zoo. It's not the zoo. It's not. You can tell, you can tell that they obviously, well, I mean, they couldn't get a sitter, I guess, but and they were in the industry, but they were just sort of like, let's have a day at a car show. Hmm. So go to a different car show. Yeah. I'm trying to get stuff done here. I'm cranky. I'm getting yeah. old. Yeah. I need to go out and wrench on my car. Hey, I got new par- move your ass! <laughs> I got new parts coming soon. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. You ready to get out of here? I don't think we have anything else more to talk about. No, because you don't want me to go keep going. No. I could bitch about people for an hour. (laughs) So, oh, man. Yeah. M-F-A-O. Exactly, dude. M-F-A-O. Dude. Forever. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. Everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with my rants. You know I'm good for a few once in a while. See you next week. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!